Hey guys, we got a brand new opening for you this week, and it's to talk about the gigantic deal that has been struck between Smartmark Video and Powerbomb TV. If you're not familiar with Powerbomb TV, they are a brand new streaming service that specializes in streaming independent professional wrestling. Through this deal, you will now see AIW content coming to the Powerbomb TV streaming service as soon as November 1st. And, uh, this is ju- this is a huge, huge deal, not only for AIW, uh, but just for independent wrestling fans as a whole, because Powerbomb TV has put together a gigantic collection of promotions from all over the world, and now AIW, through this deal with Smartmark Video, is going to be available on their service starting November 1st. And there's a huge way you guys can help us. Powerbomb TV... Uh, you know, they are all about helping the independent wrestling promotions and giving back to them and making sure that, you know, we all become a lot more financially stable. So what they are going to do is for every person that signs up for the Powerbomb TV streaming platform and uses our promo code ABSOLUTE, they're going to give you a extended 20-day free trial. And if you stay signed up beyond the 20 days, they are going to kick back a portion of your subscription to AIW. Uh, and, and this is huge, guys. The, the, the potential of you know what this means for our company going forward is uh, it, it's, it, I can't even explain it. You know, like this is a this is a great, great, great opportunity for us. Uh, and, you know, for you fans as well, you guys are not only going to get AIW content, but you're going to get something like 50 plus promotions, access to 50 plus promotions, uh, not only AIW, but IW Mid-South, Nova Pro, uh, all sorts of promotions from Mexico and uh, all over the world. Honestly, Powerbomb TV is rapidly expanding their, their catalog. And I'm very, very, very happy that this deal has come together. Uh, you know, we over the last year or so, we've been approached by several, several of these streaming services, uh, you know, trying to license our content. And I, I, I just none of the deals felt right. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Powerbomb TV is where we always wanted to be. But we didn't want to we didn't want to go there without Smartmark Video. And uh, now, you know, Smartmark Video was able to uh, reach an agreement with Powerbomb TV. And now, starting November 1st, you'll be able to to watch AIW video content and stream it. Very soon, they're going to be launching a uh, Roku app, uh, and it's going to be available across all your you know streaming streaming devices. So, like I said, please go to powermom.tv and sign up by using promo code Absolute to get an extended 20 day free trial. And if you stay, if you, if you like the service and you stay subscribed to them. They are going to kick back a portion of your subscription money to AIW so we can continue to grow uh, this company. And uh, it, it's going to be the, the potential. The, the potential is honestly, it, it has me very excited. Uh, so please, you know, if you want to support us, you know, we, we give this podcast to you for free. We, we give all sorts of things to you guys for free. Uh, it's only, you know, I believe it's nine ninety nine a month or a hundred dollars for the entire year. Go sign up. There's been a lot of streaming services that have been, you know, going up, you know, and disappearing. And, uh, these guys are here to stay and these guys are, are really looking forward to growing this, uh, and is not only growing their, their company and their streaming platform, but giving back to the independent wrestling promotions as well. So please go sign up for the service, support these guys. And by supporting them, if you use our promo code absolute, uh, they're going to kick back a portion of, of your subscription to us.
And if you do that, you know, I, I, I can't thank you guys enough because, uh, as you know, by listening to this podcast, uh, there is a lot of, uh, things that go, could go wrong very quickly financially for an independent wrestling company. Uh, so every, you know, every dollar counts and, uh, we would definitely appreciate it if you signed up to powerbomb.tv and used our promo code absolute. All right, guys. Now here's Steve guy to talk about, uh, you know, what you need to do if you have a drug problem. The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at ebbtidetc.com or call 844 430 Four three five seven. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to another fun, rousing edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into it and continue on the story that you've heard the last couple of weeks, uh, give a shout out to our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to Angelo's Pizza. Their pizza delivered to you at Mount Carmel for each and every one of our live events that are there. If you want to try something other than Angelo's Pizza or you want to have even more of their award-winning pizza, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Thanks to Smart Mark Video. We always love when Gary, Shannon, or even Robles tags along and they come to Mount Carmel and they take care of all of our video needs so that you can watch the shows on DVD or an MP4 digital download stream. If you want to purchase any of those, head to smartmarkvideo.com, including some of our best of DVD series as well. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who takes care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do the same for you, banners, business cards, apparel, so much and more. For all of that, head to jackprince.com. That's jakprince.com times two, because I'm back again. I don't know why you would say times two. It's still just jackprince.com. It's not jackprince.com.com. Because I'm back again. You're excited. You're excited. Well, on this week's episode, the voice that you just heard, we're finally to an era, I think we can call him the Duke. No, not yet. No, he's not the Duke yet. You're not the Duke yet. The The Duke wasn't born for a little while longer. All right. Well, the Duke was born. In in AIW. In in wrestling terms, the Duke was not born. The Ah. Duke was, yeah, the Duke was born in AIW. At this point, uh, well, I can't he, tell you. At this he, point, I'm still, PC as far as lover. you know, the email PC lover. The, all right. The email PC lover. And he, and he had he had a singlet that said, I date tens. Yes, it did. And all on the back said, you've got mail. Oh, wow. M-A-L-E. M-A-L-E. One of, my, one of the greatest investments I've ever made. You should just be that again. I I, I got a, I still wear the singlet. Unfortunately, I needed to get repaired because it's got a hole. It's got a rip in it. You probably have to. I blame Traxler. Like, I ripped it on his ring. You have to team up with like the Philly Marino experience, I guess, for a thing like that. Oh man! 
So the PC email, the email, e- PC, email lover. PC lover is back again. As you know him, maybe he is the Duke. Uh, also joined once again still by uh, Mortimer P. Flanagan, Actually, a.k.a. Getting oh. into timeline, Mortimer P. Flanagan would die by this point. Oh, he and would now, be gone. And now we have? It's, we would be getting to the birth of Matt Wadsworth. We, ooh, very good. And Seamus... Yeah, how, did, how, did, how did we get ready... Or you're just yeah you're just gone. It was just that cage match, yeah, yeah. the cage yeah, match and you, whatever we did afterwards. Because you wrestled in the cage match, I, I yeah. So that was the Mortimer P. Flanning. It was an EFW thing. When it came time, as we get to the creation here, there were some ideas about how I was going to get used. Yeah. So then we also have Seamus O'Reilly, or as you know him, AIW owner John Thorne. Uh, my name is and always has been, as far as I know, Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. I was uh, not involved actually, in the shenanigans. Actually, at this point, I was John Thorne. I had dropped Seamus O'Reilly. Now you're John Thorne. Yeah, even once the EFW invasion happened, Seamus O'Reilly was gone. If you have no idea what we're talking about, then, uh, then you've you been listen? slacking and you missed the last two yeah, weeks. go back and listen to the, the car is going to change. So you're go really back and listen. Lost. And rate us five stars. This is, as we talk about AIW Origins, we've had plenty of episodes. We have basically brought to you a now our third week of the actual AIW Origin and at this point, we have reached the end of CCW and EFW, and we've come to basically the birth of AIW. Well, yeah, so the final CCW show happens on December 19th, 2004, because I only remember that because I turned 21 at midnight. Uh, and like at this point, a lot of us aren't getting along, really, because... Uh, it, over like it it essentially boils down to this girl that I was friends with starts dating John Rotten the promoter that, that seriously was the problem it's always a girl yeah i feel so let's so be honest if we right went now. further into AEW history that wouldn't be the only time well yeah that's probably true but this is so dumb <laughs> but uh so i mean it it really breaks down to i was friends with her and we were still friends and he didn't like that. I was still friends with the girl that he was dating, even though that's how they met. Uh, and then he just, that, he just gets mad, I guess. Like that's, that's it. Sounds like him. And, uh, uh, yeah. So a girl that I was dating was friends with this girl. And then like, it, it turns into this whole, this whole weird thing. Uh, that like, we're like, they were like, coming and knocking on my window in the middle of the night and then like oh i I forgot they drive by in the middle of the night and throwing like tapes and stuff out they would like throw stuff that i left at this girl's house like a different girl like that was just friends like it was was really weird this is all oh no this wasn't yeah this was like 90210 stuff but not nearly as attractive yeah Yeah. sounds like it yeah parma style much less financially well off yeah brooklyn ohio style Ooh. But, uh, yeah, so then it just, like, they stopped running shows. I'm not doing anything in wrestling. Uh, and then... Poor I, Duke doesn't have a career. I know. I'm out in the weeds, as usual. We'll wrestle for food out on uh, it's not A71 on-ramp. Yeah, are you wrestling anywhere at this time? No. Uh, so I start going to... Uh, this concert club Peabody's actually let me interrupt you for one second I that may have been the the window of time I wrestled for JT uh well just say you were one of the guys that he did use he only used sparingly. me he only used me four times uh I don't think including the anniversary show so I guess five times 
when we did that six man on the anniversary show. Did you main event? I did not. Okay. Um, Just want to keep no, track. I did not sell him any tickets, and I think he expected me to sell him tickets. Interesting. Because I was local. So he only used me the four times, and then because I did never did anything wrong, and I was so you were matches a, were perfectly passable. You were but, not a draw. Uh, I didn't sell him any tickets to people that I knew. Oh, okay, okay. I cannot confirm nor deny my drawing <laughs> power. Whether people came specifically, people to didn't see know the who email. I was, and they were happy or mad to see me walk through the curtain. So oh, okay. I will say that much. Yeah. So I I don't think it was at this time because I think that's like CCW time. Because it might have been. I don't remember, but because uh, he he booked me a few times around that. There wasn't time a too. huge lag because if that was December, the first show that re- you guys ran your first show at in, in Seven May. Hills. No, 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 before, no. Before, before the second show was Seven Hills Home Days, so that would have probably been in like June. I guess was your first show. No, our first show first, was May. Our May. first show was Memorial Day weekend. weekend. That was probably around the second show that we that we ran because I think we ran a show. Your in guys, like no, your guys' first show was no. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think it was their second show. I just I think know that was. they intentionally well, we'll ran. Get, well, we'll get into what we're yeah. talking about, the we and the he and the she. Yeah. It's going to be very confusing to everyone listening. So I I run into like Ray Rowe uh, and this guy, JC, who was in EFW at this concert club, and we start talking and blah, 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 and we start, like, spitballing ideas about wrestling, and they're like, man, you know, we could do wrestling here, you know, they and they worked at this concert club and stuff, so, you know, I get a hold of some people, and we have some meetings, and, you know, I know Wadsworth's involved in a lot of that. Yeah, I was, I was in those initial meetings, and I was in a weird limbo, because I wasn't one of the ones that was exiled from, uh, from EFW and from that group, uh-huh. but they kind of always knew, and I just tried to I was Sweden. I tried to play it down the middle. Switzerland. I, I, I always go with Switzerland. Switzerland. That's what I am. Yeah. I'm Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland played it down the middle. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, well, I'm not going to work for you or I'm not going to work for them. Yeah. But uh, Rotten, I remember through Instant Messenger hitting me up and being like, well, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm willing to do whatever. And and he's like, well, I've got this show and blah blah blah. And I was like, well, I already got plans that weekend. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, they. They contacted me and booked me. I mean, John, John, and I have been you know friends since we were little kids. So right. you'd be an idiot to think I wasn't going to do something with them. Sure. Um, so I had been in on the ground floor of it, but hadn't really, um, hadn't declared that I was done with the other group either. They finally, once they found out I was working, for me, well, no, you're, and that's kind of how it worked because like they asked me like. Rotten asked me first. Yeah. Because I was in on everything, like, sort of managerial with Cleveland Championship Wrestling, but I didn't know anything about, you know... The, the things were going the, what was directions. What was going sure. on. And so I think, because like I said, we ended up running a show before they did, and I think he just said, hey, we're going to run a show. Do you want to be on it? Or I don't even know how it was worded. They just... Not to say that they would have asked me anyway. I don't know, but he asked me first, and so I think it was kind of like a thing where you just like you declared your well, allegiance, unbeknownst yeah. to you, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, well, I guess this all comes this all comes together rather rather quickly now. You know that you think now that I think about it, and I, I look at the timeline. Somebody we're looking at six months between the last CCW EFW show and the the first AIW show. But when the show started happening, it 
was very fast. But uh, mm-hmm. so I, you know, like I said, I, you know, Ray Rose involved, you know, this guy that was the masked fish was involved. Uh, you know, this guy, this guy, JC, that was in the EFW was involved and he worked at the concert club. Uh, you know, this dude, Fat Nick, who was in EFW was involved. And uh, he was, he was covert though. Cause yeah. they, John thought he was, he was, he was, he was working with them. And he was, he always played both sides a little bit. Uh, and then the thrill bully was was with us, and it was kind of like you know, like just like the, there was this weird exile of people, uh, and I don't remember the exact details of it, but you know, we start getting together and like going over names and ideas, ideas, promotion names, but and like uh, we decide that we definitely want to run on Memorial Day Sunday for whatever reason. Uh, I think it's probably because there was nothing going on in that concert venue, and they I'm were, sure availability because they they were frequently booked. It was a very yeah. busy concert venue. They were gonna give they were gonna give us the 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 rental for free uh if we you know if we did a show or whatever. And uh we talked to JT and we we hooked up with JT Lightning and you know he said he was gonna run us his ring and stuff like that. So then like we announced it I, I think like the only th- like there's only like three names on the flyer. It was like mine because I knew I was gonna take s- some heat and they knew that I was involved in it. Cause they were, they were really mad at me over this. Like it turns into this girl thing. And then it just turns into like, uh, we're just going to be mad at this. It's just thing. personal at that point. Just come up with so much other reasons. Yeah. So, you know, and there There's was plenty of reasons to be mad at. That's I mean, fair. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me started over oh, there. But, uh, so then, uh, you know, we reach out to some guys like this guy, Brian Backstreet, who was like a big kind of star in the EFW days. And like he says, yeah, like he'll come and wrestle for AIW, and uh, we, we start like you know, like it, it turns into kind of like a, a promotion war, which is probably only amongst us, and we're the only people that really realized it was going on. But it was, but very, it was as serious. It might as well have been the Monday Night Wars, if you asked us. Yeah, it was serious. Yeah, nobody else cared, but for, I mean, I, I can't say for me it was a big deal. Yeah, because I like. Okay, John Rotten ran the company that I was involved in. Um, I went to work every day. I oftentimes, you know, for four months out of the year, worked 70 hours a week. I just showed up when I was supposed to show up. I did what I was supposed to do. I didn't have any, I didn't book anybody. I didn't come up with why they hate each other. I didn't come up with these weird, like, angles, like, the billionaire Ted and the Nacho Man angles that we tried (laughs) to shoot, you know, for that, whatever. It's just like, I just did what I was supposed to do, and then I went home, you know. But somehow, I know Biggins, God rest his soul, used to always love to ride me about that, that I came up with all these ideas, and I was the one that did the shitty things to him, and I was all, I mastermind the whole thing, you know, and I, I had nothing to do with it. I mean, I, I really wish Biggins was around to t- talk about this, because he would know the exact details on how it all went down, like... This well, is it's, it's all f- kind of fuzzy for me. Like yeah, you when know. you when you chose sides, like when they, and then, like I said, I never really chose a side. I said, yeah, I'm I'm working with John and JC. Well, then I was out, and like personal attacks happened to anyone that was involved. Like they the the indie board was the big thing at the time. It was a message board that kind of covered Ohio, covered Pittsburgh, and like there'd be posts about me on there having to do with with personal life stuff and and it, wow. you know it was always anonymously posted but everyone knew who was behind it obviously yeah like it's like it 
so the the thing that's kind of so nasty about it is these are you know these are guys that you know we were all pretty much best best friends for i don't know probably close to not 10 years but i mean five to ten yeah five to ten years you know what i mean so then you know it's like everybody knows everything that's that's gone on sure i mean and it just turns into like all this all this personal stuff and uh we're just you know we decide like hey we're gonna we're gonna put on a show we're gonna put on a better show and uh you know like it it takes on a life of its own almost and uh it's like we're trying to sign like not sign but you're trying to get this guy for your show and this guy is going to this show and we've got a real well that's what happened because like they i'm trying to even remember who we ended up using i mean we got we had john rotten and myself and bill hall and chalk solomon ronnie rotten i'm from the efw oh I'm yeah talking about yeah ronnie rotten and then we ended up having to use uh i mean we brought a lot of people in that were pretty damn entertaining you know but they weren't guys from the group like we ended up with like we had disco fever and then we ended up we had j-rock well, and, I'd say you got the you know, all the NAPW guys. But then we guys. brought in like we brought in like Glenn Spector, who is great and hilarious, and and then we brought in um, brought in uh, Pepper Parks a long time ago on a show, and we brought Fab in a few times, and we had De- uh, APOC work for us a couple times, and so we got we got some good people, but again, it was people that you could see sometimes other places like. CAPW or something like and that it, where they we, didn't necessarily have that. And we went a totally different route and we went all local young guys. Young guys that hadn't necessarily found a foothold that you weren't seeing on on all these other shows in the area. So it was like on on the first on the first AIW show I wrestled the Deviant who's EC3 now and then you know Ricky Shane Page was on the show as Christian Faith. He didn't wrestle. He does like a run in and then we got like these older EFW guys like Brian Backstreet and the Pretty Boy and the Dragon and then uh the Throbly was on it but it was all like really young guys compared to like these like they were the guys that were like uh around and then they mixed in some like weird veterans and they didn't my opinion they didn't really have an identity at that you know at that point no it was it was just like a regular show this was like the uh Cleveland wrestling version of the NWA breaking down and Death Row Records getting formed. Is that what's going on here? Kind of. It's kind of a bold statement, <laughs> but all right. All right. They, I mean, if you're going to draw a grand scheme comparison, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. If not, you want to take that giant leap, yeah, sure, Death you can do It's Death Row that. and Bad Boy because it's two t- separate sides, yeah. but, uh, you know. But uh, And also, a thing that we did is, like, after EFW, there was, like, another untrained company uh, that... Took like took our took the exact place that we didn't talk about, which was called RCW. It was the same exact business model, and that was ran by Vincent Nothing and and, right. and and Ricky Shane Page, who was Christian Faith. And so we went out and we got some of those guys, and then we mixed them in with uh, the Deviant and um, Morty Rackham, who was Rex Brody. They like they had their own crew, so we just mixed in. I I think like the average age of of everybody on the AW show was like. 21 was like that was that was the oldest yeah um, i would say i'm i'm yeah, looking we're, at the we're results booking, we're booking on our first show we're booking tracy smothers and we had aj styles on our show and oh, we right. had 
uh, which is great. Yeah, that's and, the se- well, that's the second show, the AJ Styles one. No, that was the first one. Well, then you guys didn't run until. Oh no, it was the second one. Yeah, because Tracy was there. Tracy was on the first one too, though, because I I wrestled Tracy. On what's the first your one. What's your name become at this? point? Oh, my name is now uh, the Metropolis of Manhood, Crawford Kincaid. Oh, now you're Crawford Kincaid. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so, but we what we were doing is they were running buildings where they didn't pay for rent. And we were paying the West Park Party Center eight hundred bucks, you know, to to use their room, and then we're paying talent, and we're paying other people, whereas they're probably not paying talent. Yeah, because they're booking people and, who are starting out, right? And you guys are grabbing right. people. And the who only are person on. that had any money was me. Uh-huh. And so when we were short, inevitably, I was paying the people out of my own pocket, Duke money, and that's when I kind of had enough. Well, I mean, before we even get to that yeah. point, like, so AIW is formed with kind of like, it, we kind of have this like mindset of we're going to fuck these guys over. Like we're, we're going to put them out of business. We're young. We're fucking angry. We're arrogant. And like, this goes back to even when, uh, Wadsworth was talking about you guys being vindictive before and Francine showing up at somebody else's show. Right. I mean, there's, there's, and, and there's a lot of that influence that, yeah. that it's almost like. You know the influence that uh, that you know John Rott and these guys that were older like instilled in me. Like I I feel it's kind of coming as, back it, to bite is, them. is what is what came back and fucked them over in the end. Well, yeah. Here here's the difference though. They all wanted to get us for lack of a better word. I don't think they necessarily wanted to get me, but because I was involved in it, they wanted to get us. Sure. I'm sure the guys that I with wanted to get them, mm-hmm. but I don't think they really knew how, and they were just doing whatever they could because they knew I would cover for them. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. I remember and so they were they were working as a as a collective of well let's all do, let's all do this and let's do this and let's do that. I wasn't involved in any of the let's do this and do that. So there was no governor on them. So it was just like, well let's do this and then me being responsible and not wanting to fuck people over. I was at the end of the day, I was the one left holding the bag, and I was like, well, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. So you guys in AIW at this point, you actually have more of a an organizational route that you want to go. Yeah, we had an right? idea. We may not have, have necessarily done it very effectively, uh-huh. uh, if you watch some of the early shows and, sure. and the product that was put out, but well, we had I, an idea of what we wanted to do. We wanted to be different. Well, and I guess we didn't do it effectively, I guess, on the grand scale, probably, of independent wrestling, but we did it effectively for what we we wanted to accomplish, which was, like, put on a show that we thought was cooler than them, which, mm-hmm. at that time, there was no outside world to us. It was it was AIW in Extreme War, which is what they called yeah. themselves. And it wasn't uh. a better show. It was cooler. All right. But it wasn't necessarily better. I beg to differ. Well, of course you do, because <laughs> you were involved in it. But, I mean, just look at the rosters. We had the better show, but we weren't drawing the numbers. Okay. Yeah, and, like, you know, we just had we just had a lot of support behind us and a lot of, um, I, I guess, just, like, motivation. You know what I mean? Uh, so much so that they announced their second show, and we decided to run a free show head-to-head with them. Uh, at the at the Seven Hills Home Days, yeah, like at a at a Seven Hills Home Days carnival with <laughs> and they book they book so or they book AJ Styles 
So we run a free show and we book Sonjay Dutt, who at the time was, you know, a, a very like prominent X Division TNA guy. Right. Uh, well, and he had been hot coming off of of CZW too. He was a big indie name before even before that. Yeah. Was AJ? Yeah. TNA. Yeah, AJ was. was TNA yeah. We got we got AJ. AJ was con- big at this time too. In conjunction with uh, IWC. Ran- no. Uh, was it IWC or Rampage? I thought it was IWC. Because he wrestled Matt Hardy, I think, that weekend at IWC. Maybe it was. But we got Tracy. I That's think Tracy came with him. Tracy and AJ, and I can't remember who else came. Oh, J-Rock was on that show, so he came with him. There was one other guy whose name escapes me right now. So we didn't pay. You know, we had to. I had to get AJ back to. We paid him whatever his fee was, and I had to get him back to Pittsburgh to catch flight. Yeah. Somebody drove him back to Pittsburgh. But, I mean, that was that's how we got him. So you guys were using more of they're using still it, it it sounds like extreme wrestling kind of I guess regressed for a lack of better term going back to what CCW was and, and this, what this is what everybody they, has well and they but they tried not to be in their mind they weren't okay and in, in their mind they were still very much EFW because they still did crazy hardcore and they yeah, we had one probably one of those every show walk around yeah. you know you'd have the one guy pushing a mini bar around handing out drinks and that's when he had his other sex slave by the way when he was the tech executioner who uh was uh sassy steph <laughs> oh yeah she, she was, was she, she was, was a, she was a shot girl all right yeah well if you called her sex slave, no he didn't girl. i'm just equating that he had another girl that followed oh. him around at the show What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Keller here, and I'm here today to tell you all about the thrift store jobber and his wares, and he's got a doozy here. Are you a fan of Booker T? He was the five-time, five-time, five-time world champion, but at some point in time, he was the TV champion, having battles with Chris Benoit, and the man had a fan club, and that fan club made a t-shirt. This thing is brand new, dead stock, extra large, the man himself. Book T, can you dig that sucker worldwide? We did the Seven Hills Home Days, and that was the main event. Was M Dog was Matt Cross and Sonjay Dutt, which was the hot CCW indie match. Yeah. Uh, you know, in you know, in that in that era or whatever. Well, do you remember what some of the ideas were before that? Just randomly appear at one I, point. That's why you're here because I don't. At one point, I think we. I don't know if it was for that show, but at one point we reached out to try to get Ultimo Dragon. Oh, I I do remember that we had Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels was lined up, but Bill Barons refused to let him wrestle opposite of, of AJ Styles on a competing show. Because they were direct. I mean, they were the the hot I thing deal, in TNA. I had a deal with yeah. Barons. I like owed AJ like sixty bucks uh, or something, and I had to send it to Barons or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now that you said that, I do remember that we Christopher Daniels was available, but they Bill Barons refused to let us book him because he did not want him to go compete on a, against an AJ Styles show. Um, but you know that that shows a fucking. That shows a clusterfuck, but we just did it just to just to fuck yeah, again. That vindictive, just, just the same reason as they ran Memorial Day weekend because it was our first show. Yeah, they were coming back that weekend with a big name, so we were gonna not only we we're gonna run with a name, we were gonna put it on for free. So bastards. now you've had fucking bastards. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I paid. I paid for. I paid for Sonjay Dutt right out of 
right out of my pocket. So then after that... Tried to short him 50 bucks. We too. all know that each other's running. I don't know. I mean, it was a fair... I don't know how they did. We didn't do great. We didn't do terrible. We yeah, didn't it was, do great. Yeah. It was a free show. We didn't make a dime on the thing. Yeah. Well... I don't know, like how many people were watching you. Well, the, well, well, the, the the I mean, we'll probably never get into it, but the the money in AIW uh, turns into a bigger problem a few years later, based on this era. Yeah. But uh, uh, at this time, you know, I'm not giving a fuck about money. I'm not even thinking about money. I'm thinking about putting them out, fucking these guys over because these yeah. guys and go ahead. The, these like. These guys are my friends, and they fucking turned their back on me over a girl that I set them up with. Uh, so I'm fucking pissed. And then, you know, on their shows, they're having, like, fat, like, fat women come out, and they're saying that uh, this is this is going to be my wife, and then they're having, like, a fake this guy and that guy. Yeah, it was it was, it was was really weird. And you wrote all these. Yeah, I did. I, I, wrote, I wrote them all and pitched them. And, uh, yeah. But no, what, what I was, was going to say was he's saying, he's saying he, at this time he's not caring about money. That is literally the only thing I'm caring about at that time. Well, because you're yeah. watching it all go yes, as they continue. That, that, is, that is literally the only thing that's on my mind. And I'm getting more and more frustrated with it. And at this time, roughly, John Rotten up and moves to Florida. Well, and that's really? that's the end of it. That's how this all. Well, well no, it didn't end. Oh, no, it, it didn't end. Well, that well that that's that was the death knell. That's death knell. that's that's the end of it as far as I'm concerned. I know it's I know I know it's over at this point. Yeah. I, so I, so he 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 up and moves to Florida. How does he break this to you? Because I I don't know this. Story. Yeah, this is because he went off the radar as far as we know. I think it was very very simple. I think we were out one night, maybe after a show, or maybe it was after the second show. Or could have been before. I think he just said, "Hey, I'm I, this girl that the girl that he was dating. They were going to move to Florida for some reason. That's where she was from. Originally. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they're like, we're moving to Florida. I'm going to sell my interest to Disco Fever, and you and him are going to run the company now instead of Rotten and myself. I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. You know, that's fine yeah. with me. Because and and uh." You know, I'll never, I'll probably never know the truth to this or whatever. But Chandler Biggins, who at this time is not involved with AIW, he's talk, he's talking to us, and he's kind of acting as like our mole or whatever, right? To to because go he's, at this point, he's a super fan that's that goes to all the local shows. Yeah, yeah, he came to all of our shows. Like and, he talked, yeah, he talked about this on his origins. So. Yeah, and like you know, we decide, you know, we're gonna bring him on, and you know, so he can't ruin our fucking shows anymore, right? But. He always told me that, you know, at that show, because he did both shows, because, like, our show actually ended in time if you wanted to go to both shows, based on how the the home days wanted us, like, the hours they wanted us to host our event. Right. Like, you could go to both shows. So Chandler went to both shows, uh, and he always said that, you know, John Rotten talked to him afterwards and told him that he was leaving and was... Uh, very like concerned as to how we did and if we were doing okay and what he thought and that was kind of his like farewell or whatever was like okay I'm out of here uh, you know yeah because he, he when he decided he was leaving he kind of washed his hands of the whole thing and I think uh, at that I, point I, he I, probably I, went he probably went this is pretty fucking stupid yeah. so I'm not gonna squeeze the shit out of this grudge anymore and I'm just gonna let it go because. At, well, I don't know because he, he never he never spoke to anybody involved ever again. Well, 
because you know him, and why? I mean, why would he? Did he? That leave would mean with, that might mean he was he was wrong on some level. Did he move I mean, to Florida with the girl that caused all this uh, drama? Yeah, they're married. Now. Yeah, they're married. Wow, they're, they're still, still together. married. As far as we know, they still are. Because okay. there's no trace of either of them on on social media or anything. I on a whim tried to see if there was some trace, and we found an address in Florida, a newspaper announcement of them buying a house sometime within the last few years. So, ironically enough, had they just gone to Florida, this whole grudge thing well, wouldn't have occurred in the first place. Probably and, not, uh, but I mean... poor Crawford Kincaid wouldn't have lost the money that he did. Oh, me, well, so, no, well, yeah. so then that leads us to I, Extreme War and uh, Duke's new business partner... Started making quite a bit of announcements. Yeah. They had said that they had signed Christian Cage to an exclusive contract. Yeah, we had some website, and he's like, oh, look at the website. And I look at it, and he's like, supposedly that meant we were booking him or something. And I'm just, in my head, I'm like, okay, who's paying for that? Yeah. You know, that's all I was thinking about, you know. And it never happened, and Biggins so, used to throw that in my face off. How many time. more shows did <laughs> you... Because he was like, he's like, who else did you sign? Like, he's always blaming me for it, you know, like so, I did it. So we know... We know that the that the we know that the the nail is about to go in the coffin after John Rotten leaves. Right. Because I have no faith in no. We knew. Fever. Yeah, we knew the other people involved, but they don't know. They don't know how I felt about the whole thing. Yeah. So so you know, we don't know. know what, what so you're stealing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. even without the angst, the egos of the other people involved, and it we, was going to crash and burn. And we know because. Uh, Shock Solomon, or I, I don't know what the text executioner. His name. He, he had many names. Uh, Jason Stryker, I think, was his. Yeah, name. by that point, I think he was. I think you're right. Uh, he starts contacting us after John Rotten leaves, and he's trying to like contract here, contract negotiate himself. You know what I mean, like a ship jump or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which I'll give him credit. He's one of the smoothest talking guys on the planet. <laughs> which, uh, by the way, I would have built him a bridge. To actually walk, to walk over to the other ship. Extreme War may still if, be if running really today. If he wanted one, I would have. You know, it's not like he was holding anything together. I mean, yeah. one way or the other. So, so we meet up with him, and we do a photo shoot, and have him take all sorts of photos and AIW logos. And oh, stuff. I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> the and, big. Uh, we just knew that we knew that we weren't going to book them, though. You know what I mean? Like we were just. This was going back to the indie board where everyone posted anonymously, but they posted such intimate details that you right. knew exactly who was posting it. So he this was, was the type of thing that went to the indie board, he, and he was giving us all this inside dirt about how you know how the shows were doing and and stuff like that. And then he gives he gives us a bunch of free tickets to their next upcoming show, uh, in which they had booked Mick Foley. To uh, this is true. To referee a cage match. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, who else? You you booked Tommy Dreamer before too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, Tommy Dreamer was on the third show, maybe. Probably that makes sense. How many First shows? Or third, four. How many shows are you at essentially without Johnny Ron when he leaves? Two. We did two without him. We did two with him and two without him. And is Foley one of these then? Foley is the last one we did. Okay. What's the second one you did without him? Is that Dreamer? I think that was Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, and then now. Before you before you continue with your Foley story, the only good thing that we ever did uh-huh. was we had a clinic. Dreamer, we had Dreamer do a clinic. Okay, and that's where EC three got noticed, and that's where Ray got noticed, and I don't know if anybody else got noticed. Um, but 
Tommy, oh, Cronus, but he left, so it didn't matter. But um, uh, we got Ray on TV for, from that, and we got Hutter on TV from that. And that's so your AIW guys went and did one of their clinics. Well, uh, yeah, they did a clinic. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess, though, in the grand scheme, yeah, it's not. They weren't out there on the show. Working. How do you not no, they, go they do did that a match? Clinic, they did yeah. a, 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 tri- a tryout match and yeah. a promo. Yeah. And Dreamer liked them both and pulled them aside and got their contact information. And it's awesome. Yeah, oh, good for them. Well, yeah, you that did was... something good, dude. That's Look what I said. You. The Look only good you. thing we did. was And that. then uh, we see we go to this McFoley show. There's like nobody there. We realize that they are losing. They're fucking ass. Nobody had a Mick Foley show. What there, what, what, it was run point? in the worst possible fucking place we could have run it. In some Euclid sportsplex. It didn't even have a storefront. It was like behind yeah, some building. You could, like, w- I remember when we went, we couldn't find the building. Oh, I know for exactly where that is. It's on Euclid Avenue by 185th. Yeah. yeah. So, so while you say we lost our ass, we didn't lose our ass. I didn't lose my ass. Well, I, I knew the company as a whole. I didn't. This was all. This was all. This was when I knew I was finished. Uh huh. Okay. Foley shows up, and he sees there's nobody there. So he's like, "I'm not going out until I get all my money." We had paid him half his money up front, and he wouldn't go out unless you know we had he got the rest of his money. I had to drive. I had to leave the show. Okay. Drive to Disco Fever's grandfather's house. And pick up $2,500 in cash from his grandfather, a man who I never met before, who had a stack of bills in a safe in his house, counted me out 25 Oh, he said, are you Duke? I said, yes, I am. He said, come on and sit down. I'm sitting at his kitchen table with his wife. You know, I think she asked me if I wanted something to drink. And they were like, couldn't have been nicer. And I'm literally taking $2,500 of this guy's money to go hand it to Mick Foley. And on the way back, I'm like, I am never doing this again. And that was when I decided that I was finished. Well, this is because I was, what a story. I was, I was embarrassed for him. Yeah, and I was embarrassed for myself that I actually had to go because I told him up front. I said, I'm not giving you a dime for Foley, right? Because I knew it was going to be a disaster. Yeah. And so he's like, I got it covered, and he sent me there, and I. Just, Why didn't he I've, go? Because he was on the show, and he probably didn't want to face his grandfather. I was on the show, too, but I had already gone, and I was on at the end. I felt three inches tall walking into that guy's house. Oh, man. And it was fucking terrible. Well, that's probably right about the time where I I walk out, and I say, hey, good to see you, Duke. And I stick my hand out, and the Duke refuses a handshake. That's right. I fucking stoned him because he was a dick. Because he said something, or he did something. I can't remember what it was. But it's like, good to see you, pal. Yeah, he and he and he said it just like that, like just, as a condescending prick. And so I was just like, I'm like, fuck you. I didn't say fuck you, but I just I walked. The right more by things him. change, the more they stay yeah, the same. There you yeah, go. I walked right by him, <laughs> and I saw the Duke a couple weeks later, and I fucking got in his fucking face for not shaking my hand. And then he told people I was an unsafe professional wrestler. And I got in his face, and I said, Why don't you shut the fuck up? I said, I'll put your fucking dick in the dirt. And I said, Go ahead. Anytime you want, anytime you're ready. He won't. No, that's and not what he did. Nothing he happened because if Chandler Biggins was if Chandler Biggins was still here, he would confirm this story. Oh no, I'm confirming it right now. We were on a charity show. The Duke walked away like ah. a little bitch. Oh no, okay, now nah, you're full of shit. <laughs> I stood right in front of you and said and yelled right back at you and called you on all your fucking bullshit. And no, then I didn't. that and then we shook hands and that was the end of it. So shut the fuck he up. He said, "I'm sorry. I'll shake oh, your hand." You're now. such a fucking liar. <laughs> 
You are such a liar. It was as actually a charity show for Razor yeah, or Razor Sharp. Sh- Razor Sharp. Ah. Our ring, we kept our ring there because, of course, I was the only one that came the next day to, to tear the cage down and the ring down. And because we had a cage match on the Foley show, okay. And I did, I tore the whole fucking thing down myself. I had nowhere to take the ring, so the guy let me keep it in the in the building. Then he wanted to charge me more money because he said we scratched his his basketball floor or whatever the fuck floor we we're on. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. So I just said at that. Then Razor Sharp asked if he could use our ring there, and we said yeah. Because he did a he he did a fundraiser for his mom who had a heart attack. Yeah, which somehow I don't know how me and Romeo Vino got booked on it. And the Duke was there, being a little bitch. I was not being a little bitch. Of course, we always we all know he's fucking lying through his teeth. Oh no, Chandler Biggins! Chandler Biggins Dude, told this a... story. Chandler Biggins told this story all the fucking time. And it was a fucking okay. First of all, if he's telling a story, it's a lie. Number one, <laughs> and it's spiced up beyond belief. You and I stood no. How dare nose. you? How you dare ye- you? You yelled speak at me. Speak ill of the dead. <laughs> you yelled. Oh, I'll speak ill of him in this sense all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking gotten in my face. You yelled at me. I yelled at you. We both fucking apologized, and we both shook hands, and we walked away, and we did the show. So I don't think I've up. apologized yet. Yes, you did. Shut the fuck up. I don't know. Fucking lie. I just remember I was fucking hot. Yeah, you, you were hot, th- and you did you nothing said, about it. You said that I was unsafe. Well, you probably are. I am not. Whatever. Piece of shit. We'll ask Lefisto about that. I'm not fucking work him. Um... You would fucking you think I would ever get in the ring with somebody's low loud like totem poles you? Please. Would elevate you like nobody's business. What was that about Absolution thirteen earlier? <laughs> I mean it was supposed to be you and Duke. I don't know. Apparently, apparently we're building something Changing else the, instead. Change it, it up. Change it up. So yeah, so we had the charity show and we hashed it out and everything was fine. Nah. So you made a mess. Still not fine. So then So do you have a little I remember celebration? Every, I remember every motherfucker that's never shook my hand. When uh, I'll I, give him that, when, I I do give him credit for that. He is yeah, and you that vindictive know, streak is not. And you left. fucking know you yes. deserved it, so shut up. I didn't do shit. There are two wrong. things you if you need to understand about John Thorne. Should, One is remember everybody who doesn't shake his hand, and if you are a girl that has ever slept with him, you should remain in love with him to this day. <laughs> oh man, I saw my one ex girlfriend the other day. I was like seeing a ghost. <laughs> I saw her at Cinema Wasteland. I was fucking terrified. She was with her husband. Anyway, so extreme war folds. Yeah, so at that moment, after that Foley show, that's when I said, I'm done, no more money, I don't want the ring, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out 100%, completely done, this is stupid. Do I you just, guys I have just, like a little celebration or something? I just want to add, of course it folded. Well, duh. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> He knew from the beginning it was going to, just took you some time to I get there. I pretty yeah. much knew too, but you know. Uh, well, that's what I mean, you, you did, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like it, I don't know if we had a celebration because I like their their last two shows. We had known that they had they had to have lost a considerable amount of money. Yeah, I mean at this point we were looking at the web page with the announcements and just going, <laughs> "All right, yeah, like sure there's no thing. there's yeah. no way that they could continue." Uh, you know what I mean? To, going forward, because we knew that there was only yeah. one man putting putting money down, and that's how the Duke finds his way in AW because we think that he's going to throw some money our way. <laughs> and so I run into JC. At, well, I run into a bunch of them at Ring of Honor. And JC is like... I'm still a little not happy with the Hey, uh, are you doing anything or whatever? I'm like, no. He goes, well, we'd like to bring you in or we'd like to do something with you. I just want to say... I, can for, I call you or something? I just want to say from our perspective... And this is not to fucking talk shit on the Duke. We were looking at it as 
this was the guy that was funding these shows. We know, we know that he's funding them all the way. You know, so what you mean? think you're bringing in an investor? Not only that, not even so much that as it's a giant middle finger to them. It's uh, yeah. they're they're for sure dead forever if you grab point. him. And B, you know, maybe he's gonna want to throw a little money ski our way. Yeah, and uh, now. I don't remember if I said this at the Ring of Honor show or when I got the phone call, but they're like, well, we're doing a show in February, Night of Mystery, I think it yep. was, and uh, they're like, we're, would you like to come in as like a mystery uh, a mystery guy or whatever? I said, sure. I said, I'll come in. And then I, I think the discussion was, and then we'll use, you know, then we'll keep using you. I said, yeah, that's not a problem. I said, but I'll come in under one condition. I said, never, ever ask me for money because I am not giving you a dime because I wasted so much money on my own promotion and I learned my lesson that I am not giving a dime <laughs> to this business anymore. Do you still have those videotapes of the Extreme War shows? I have one, I think. Man, we got to track those down. You got to get a hold of Mike T. I have the Foley one. Mike T will only release the footage to you, he told me. Oh, really? He said that's, he said that's John Rotten's last uh last, last will and testament he, he can give me whatever he wants whatever he's got you gotta okay. you gotta send him a message because i've oh, okay. tried to get him for years and he said he said the duke is the only one allowed to oh, have okay. him. this is like the uh the building the creation of the aiw network i here. guess but i i do <laughs> i do i do have the foley one it's on a cd <laughs> oh it's that's like, even better yeah um but i i told them up front i said i will never give you a dime so don't ask me for any money we never we definitely didn't believe that statement Based, based on how much money he was spending on four shows, we well, thought, they thought they thought I spent money on the Foley show, and right, I didn't. Right? Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, if you looked at if, if you just looked at if you looked at it on paper, it was pointing to one guy. Yeah. Uh, based on based on the knowledge that we had of the situation, uh, so we were thinking, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna build the bank up back a little bit, and then he's gonna get bored, and he's gonna want to wrestle like fucking Perry Saturn. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I was, still here today. I was comfortable showing up, doing my job, and going home it's with the exact same amount of money I had. Twelve years later, <laughs> yeah, haven't gotten rid of them since. <laughs> uh, I mean, so that's gonna uh, really that wraps it. And I will confirm, up, right? not a dollar. No, I have not. There you go. I have, I have occasionally, oh, twice. He's offered I, twice. Yes, we when I when this. I know yeah. that there are budgetary concerns, I have said I will front you for like the TPI or not TPI the JLIT or whatever. When yeah. Biggins got sick, and when he, Biggins got sick, yeah, yes. Biggins got sick. There were some issues. Um, they've never asked, so I never had to give them anything. But I have not spent one dime on this company. So anybody that thinks I'm funding it or I'm doing something or I'm paying for my spot or whatever else, none of that has happened. I don't know how many dimes you've gotten from the company either. I got. 75 dvds that would argue and a couple of payments for hardcore matches yeah and i'll say and an absolution payment for this for this year yeah, i'll well, say i was my, my, way ahead of the duke on this lesson because after ccw i said i'll show up and work shows and i'll do commentary i'm not no putting money. any money in yeah that's well, fair i'm still here yeah me too well all right we're all still here i'm the only one that's just dumb enough to still be fucking <laughs> to actually funnel money in I haven't had to funnel money in a couple of years, but you know it's still a little scary. Well, that's what keeps it. That's what keeps you on your toes. 
If it's not scary, then there's no incentive. That's what keeps these these youthful good looks. This all this pressure on me. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good thing we're on radio <laughs> podcast. That's going to do it. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed what essentially became a, a three-part series on the AIW origin story. Uh, not quite at this point the AIW that you know and love, but it's everything. It is definitely not <laughs> the AIW you it, know it's and everything love. that took into AIW actually forming. Everybody always has wanted to know that part of the story. Uh, I mean, and I think there it you is. know, there's there's probably a lot more to the story that we left out. You sure. know what I mean? But like, you know, uh, I specifically remember we were in like a, a basement watching a WrestleMania, trying to like book the first card. And Jimmy, I know Jimmy Jacobs was just laying on the floor having a girl play with his hair. I don't know why he was there, <laughs> how he found his way to be with us because we didn't even know him at that time. But like, <laughs> he was just there at one of the like early in like early like meetings of trying to form AIW. Uh, I'm sure he has no idea about that or remembers a fucking anything about it. But, uh, you know, like uh, all kinds of crazy stuff happened. This is just kind of like a loose, you know, not bore everybody with every detail sort of explanation. Sure. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, And if you were lost listening to this, then do the smart thing. Go back and listen to the previous two episodes. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, old Crawford Kincaid can get his hands on all this footage, and uh, we could upload it to YouTube one day. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to reach out. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to. I don't run a, run across Mike T very often. Yeah, he's on Facebook, except too? on Facebook. Yeah, I'll have to see. But I, like I said, I, I do have. I don't know if I have the entire Foley show, but I know I've, I know I've got some of it. Yeah, I mean, and uh, this also goes out to people I know that there's been people over the years who have sent me things in the mail that had somehow had tapes and stuff like that. Um, I've gotten some Cleveland all pro stuff that way. I just recently in, you know, in inheriting all of the things that Biggins had wrestling related. Uh, one of the things he bought right before he got sick was a hookup for, to hook up a VCR to a computer so we could try to get, you know, start trying to acquire this really old footage and try to get it up online somewhere. So if anybody out there has EFW or CCW or extreme war stuff, for some reason, uh, please send it our way. Yep. Help, uh, help build the AIW network archives. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I like, I I don't know. (laughs) Send it to me. If it's CCW or EF or extreme war, send it to me. So then I will sell it to Thorne and I will get royalties from (laughs) it. Oh, yeah, just like that Kane Dookie shirt. Hey, man, <laughs> I saw a, two. Where's my, where's my 50 cents? Such a businessman. <laughs> Those are the only two we sold. Where's my 50 cents, man? Such a businessman. Um, well, obviously not, not as no, promoted. Not, <laughs> not, not, not 12 years ago in the yes, wrestling world. Yeah. I don't know if you... Not according to this attention. podcast. Right. Yeah. Now a, I am. Now I'm a fucking genius, but back then, oosh. Well, once again, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, join us again next week. Hold on. Any final thoughts on your promoting career? Yeah. All right. No, I I didn't have one. I had a payment career. I told you I was at work the whole time. I didn't promote shit. I showed up, and they, the only things I had any hand in controlling was what I did because they would ask, "Do you want to do this?" Or, "Hey, we're you're going to do this," and I was so. Saying what yes did or you no. do with your Hogan creative control and your you four didn't even shows? Get to book anybody? Uh, no, I rest. I I, I was the, they gave me the belt. I was champ, well, of course. Oh, yeah. the money. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay, so I beat Tracy Smothers for the belt. Uh, on our first show, I wrestled the American Dream, 
Eagle on the uh, on the second show, and then I I literally don't remember the third show, and then I did a four way at the Foley show with four way elimination with M Dog, uh, Sterling, and J Rock, and I was eliminated in like thirty seconds. So and that was the end of it. The question is, did you main event? I main evented the Foley show in the cage. Okay, all right. Yeah. Thank right God you main evented yeah. the one promotion that he's main evented. There you well, are. no, I may have main evented. Doesn't exist I may anymore. have main evented against when I wrestled Tracy. I'm not sure. Okay. So right. hold on. That would have been really bad if you were an owner of a promotion. You didn't even get. Let to me main get this. Then. Let me well, get I this. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> let me let me get this straight. Your show is started. You're in the main event in a cage match, and your partner makes you drive to go get his money. Yeah. And then you have to come back and pay McFoley right before you go out so he could ref your cage match? Yeah. Do you understand now why I decided that was enough that night? Because that was fucking ridiculous? Man, I wish Extreme War was still around. I love this torture that the Duke had to experience. Uh, I, I, it wasn't torture because it wasn't my money. I just felt bad for the guy. I mean, I felt bad for the old man. I still also want to know... There was a time where Disco Fever had a ton of money, though. Did Beef Stew Lou pick a side in this? Oh, war? Yeah. He, he was in AIW. Right. Yeah, yeah, Lou. Yeah, Lou was a Lou and was an AIW. Lou was an absolute champion at one point, which we'll get to. Uh, well, yeah, of course, because fuckers. See, you know, oh, I made him champion. Shut up. No, I will. I'll explain that. But no, that's, there is a backstory. There, that's that him being that's an absolute champion, and that's that's coming up. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a breakdown uh, of the event in which Lou Marconi wins the absolute title. Uh, but uh, there's a whole story to that that we'll that we'll have to get to another time. We'll get there one day. Uh, also, if anybody has information on Tammy, the rodeo princess, and oh, yeah. if she wants to, yeah, if anybody does, a congratulations. In case she wants to invest, and B, you know, let us know. Yeah. yeah, let us know if she's still looking. Let us know where she is, what she's doing. Uh, she's got some dollars. Uh, other than that, that's going to do it here on AIW's. The card is going to change for the Duke, Matt Wadsworth, and John Thorne. My name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you guys next week. You were definitely a bitch that day, Duke. Oh, you're such a fucking liar. (laughs) You are such a liar.